Lots of things are better together. Hockey, food, golf. How about a cold one on the patio during a nice spring day? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Well, the suspense is over. We now know that Tom Brady's going to be going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. $30 million per season which was what Michael Lombardi had predicted it was going to take to sign Brady. 20 seasons, 41 playoff games, 30 playoff wins, 219 regular season wins, six Super Bowls, three league MVPs, 74,571 passing yards, and 541 touchdown passes. Tom Brady is leaving New England, Mike. Quite a resume he's put up, the greatest player in NFL history, and the Bucs have not had a Pro Bowl quarterback since 2015 when Jameis Winston was a rookie. And look at the talent he's got now. Evans and Godwin and OJ Howard and so on. You and I were thinking Chargers, but you had said Chargers or Bucks and Tampa Bay. Now that we know it makes a lot of sense because of the offensive weapons. And as you had said yesterday's pod, and of course you can check out all the GM shuffles. We talked about Tom Brady in detail. The key is that Bruce Arians is willing to adjust his offense for Tom Brady. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, first of all, I think in talking to some people yesterday, proximity to New York was really important to him. Like he wanted to be able to get on an airplane fly back to, a, you know, whether he buys a home in Greenwich or somewhere, after a game on Sunday, fly back, spend a couple of days with his family, come back to Tampa and do that. So that was important. Easy flight, turnaround. So that was there. And, you know, look, this is just a tremendously great human being. I mean, Brady literally FaceTimed most of the people that he worked with at the Patriots yesterday, obviously being safe from people, you know, and not could he could see anybody, but he FaceTimed and thanked them. I mean, you're talking about one of the great human beings. And it didn't work out in New England for a lot of different reasons. But I think now Tom gets to become a little bit like Peyton Manning. He gets to be able to go down to Tampa. He can run his offense however he can put the offense in. There's just no chance, no chance Byron Leftwich is telling Tom Brady what he's going to run. Right? There's just no chance of that. Nor is Bruce Arians. I think we'll definitely see. There's been a lot of reports out there about Antonio Brown. I think we'll definitely see Antonio Brown in a Buck uniform, add more skill, and I'm sure they've promised him they're going to rebuild the offensive line, but he's going to have a say. I mean, Jason Light, the general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, has just hired an assistant general manager. His name's Tom Brady, and they're going to do everything in their power to make Brady happy. They've already increased ticket sales on season tickets. It's kind of euphoric for them. We'll see if it works out. It's amazing to think, Mike, and you know this with your time in New England about the Patriots' way and where guys go. Mike Vrabel was traded to the Chiefs. Randy Moss shipped to the Vikings. Vince Wilfark with the Texans. Adam Vinatieri had a great second career with the Colts. And you wonder now what's going to happen for Tom Brady with Tampa Bay. Like you said, Byron Leftwich is OC. He's going to do whatever Tom Brady tells him. And he's got lots of weapons out there. Evans is probably the best receiver he's played with since Randy Moss. And now you can see why the line has already jumped. The Bucks went from 40-1 to odds to 22-1 to odds to win the Super Bowl. He gets paid, which was important. As you would guess, $30 million a year. That's what he's going to get. Didn't make sense for economics. But here's the key, I think, when it comes to Tom Brady, is how much does he have left in the tank? And for all the Brady fans, they would say, listen, his receivers couldn't hold on to his passes, right? He did not have enough weapons around him. Well, now he's got the weapons. And... 
if you believe that Brady's still got some magic left for a couple of seasons, well, clearly his leadership and his moxie and his talent and his smarts more than anything will lift this team higher to where they go. Jameis Winston, there's seven losses, uh, seven of their nine losses last year, had 18 turnovers. Guy was a turnover machine. So theory is, as long as Brady doesn't make those turnovers, completes passes, gets things done, there's no reason why the Bucs to have a very quick turnaround next season. No doubt. And, and I mean, look, Todd Bowles has done a great job with their defense and they've got more cap room to spend on what they want to do. We don't know what the structure of the Brady contract is, but the idea that there wasn't a market for Brady, obviously there was a huge market for him at $30 million, made more than Phillip Rivers at 25 We'll talk about him in a moment. But I think for the first time in his life, Tom Brady wanted to be able to go somewhere and kind of do what he wanted to do, you know, and to be... I don't want to call it unpatriot-like, but I mean, for the Patriots to spend $30 million on a quarterback and then spend more money in free agency, that violates their culture. That violates everything they believe in. And for him to do what he wants to do, which he deserves to do at this point in his life, he's earned it, to go out and kind of be, I think of this as like a great coach who finally wants to be able to run his program, right? You know, I've been operating in this system, but now I want to go into another system. And that's how I look at this with Brady's movement. I mean, he was never going to be able to do what he truly wanted to do in New England. Now he can do it there. He can do it in Tampa. And no one's going to tell him he can't. I think the concern you have to have if you're the Bucks is, you know, Tom has to got to relate to some of these younger players. And that's going to be, you know, we spent a lot of time understanding millennials in New England, understanding how he's going to relate to that, because there is a huge age gap between Tom and these other players. I think getting someone like Antonio Brown in there, who Tom loves, will help them. I know that sounds crazy, but it'll help the other players in the room kind of have a relationship. Can you imagine Antonio Brown's the great pacifier? I mean, can you imagine that? (laughs) I'm saying that seriously. Think about that, AD. He's the bridge. So if they did that and they improve their offensive line, here's the question that I have. The Patriots' protections are completely unique. They're unique in how they're taught. Everybody runs similar protections, but how they're taught and the methodology to how they're taught are completely unique. And Brady's only operated in these protections. He has been the instrument within the protections. So he has always been able to control where he's protected, how he's protected, and when he's protected. Tampa doesn't have that. He's going to have to build. It would be a little bit like building a defense system for Air Force. You're going to, he's going to have to go down there and build a system of protections for him, and there's no offseason. How's he going to do that? Now, I think there's no doubt he'll be in Montana, Mike Evans and, and Conway. All those guys will be there. O.J. Howard, they'll all be up there with him throwing and catching. There's no doubt about that. But the instrumental effort of the protections, to me, is going to be something unique, and we'll see how that all works out. And Bruce Arians, I think Bruce is just like, hey, man, we'll do whatever you want to do. You know, whatever you want to do, Tom, it's your show. A little bit like with Peyton when he went to Denver. Peyton, it's your show. You do what you want to do. To your point about tight ends, by the way, think about the fact he had one of the worst tight end situations in the league, how much the Patriots missed Gronk, and now you get Cameron Braid, O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard was in Bruce Arians' doghouse, but I'm with you. This guy's a terrific player, size and speed, and that can be a real difference for Tom in addition to Evans and Godwin. In terms of the offensive line, which you mentioned, tackle is an issue. Donovan Smith averaged to below average in his career, and DeMar Dotson ranked 25th 
in terms of how he did. He's a free agent, no replacement for him lurking on that side. So that is interesting as far as the offensive line is concerned. And you're right. Here's the interesting thing, Mike, as far as what you said about Arians. You know, 67 years old, in nine of his past 11 seasons as the person in charge of the offense. Don't forget, all those years, of course, with the Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger, in addition to the Cardinals and Carson Palmer. Nine of the past 11 years, Arians led one of the three deepest passing attacks in football. Brady and the Patriots have ranked in the top 10 once in that time. So there's no question about it. Arians wants to go deep and spread it out, and Tom wants to go short and play action all the rest of it. But, you know, they're going to meet somewhere in the middle, whatever they're comfortable with. And like you said, Arians will say, fine, Tom, you want to you do things differently? We're good. This is a team that was 31st in home attendance last year. Think about that. They, they have the worst winning percentage in football history. Like, this is a massive win for them to get Tom Brady. And as you mentioned earlier, excellent defense. They have terrible special teams, but excellent defense. If they can score, watch out. Yeah, I mean, look, it makes sense if Tom can do what we've seen Tom do. Now, there's, you know, obviously Tom's not the same player. His reflexes aren't the same. His arm still looks the same. But there's moments where as the season goes on, and if you're Jason Light sitting in your chair, it's helped your season tickets. It's given you a sense of feeling that your team can now compete on the highest level. What you have to hope for is that Tom in January, December and January, hasn't wilted, hasn't kind of lost it. Because when you're dealing with a 43-year-old man, you know, as the season goes on, I think we saw that with the Patriots last year. Their defense was dominant early. But a lot of those older guys, whether it's Jamie Collins, Cobb, all those guys got hurt, got nicked. Their defense couldn't carry them. Their offense never could. You're right. They didn't have enough skill around them. But still, the quarterback has to be able to make the players around them better. This skill set around him is pretty good, and I, and I think Tom will do what Tom wants to do. There'll be complete freedom to run what he wants to run, and the Patriots will be able to run what they want to run and rebuild their team. And you look at options that were out there. Winston, as we've discussed, is very talented, but way too many interceptions. Ryan Tannehill never made it on the market. Phillip Rivers went to the Colts. Andy Dalton, I don't believe in. So for Aaron's and company, you go, why not? Like, there's a chance that Brady might could fall off a cliff, right? 43-year-old starting quarterback. I don't know what could happen to him. Maybe just his skills. We've seen that in every sport. A great player sometimes, they fall off. But maybe he's got enough in the tank for a couple more seasons. I mean, it remains to be seen. It's certainly worth the risk for Tampa. Tougher division, by the way. We didn't mention that. Tougher division he's playing against now. They get eight games against the NFC North and AFC West, including a home game against the Chiefs. But this is not a division where you had the Dolphins and the Jets to beat up on. The Saints were the fourth best team in football. I mean, the Falcons uh, a, little more, a little more dangerous than the Jets or the Dolphins. Something else to consider, too. That defense excuse me, that division will be harder, right? Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, look, he's got to play Kansas. He's got to go play the West. So it's going to be a challenge. But look, you're not going to be any good if you can't beat the good teams, right? You got to be able to beat the good teams. And this isn't like when the 76ers traded for Andrew Bynum and all of a sudden it fell apart because there was no alternative, right? I mean, to me, if Brady can't do what the what the Bucks hope he can do, then they're back to square one. I mean, maybe they draft a quarterback this year. Maybe instead of using it for an offensive tackle, they draft a quarterback. And now they got Brady and they got a cheap quarterback in the first round. Why not? You know, why not do that? You know, like, like that would be a smart thing to do. Look, they know where they were going with Winston. You know, Winston was going to throw the ball to the other team as much as he was going to throw to that. They had no discipline. Part of this, too, is, and I hate this, I really hate this because it goes against everything I believe, but they need adult supervision down there. And Bruce isn't that kind of guy. Bruce isn't, isn't going to be in there and take over the locker room. They need somebody to teach the players how to be pros. And it wasn't going to be. And if Winston was your leader of your franchise, he was never going to be able to do that. That was never happening. So they needed somebody to be the adult in the room. Now they have it. I don't think that ever works, 
But I do think that that's the way they have to approach it. And we'll see what goes on. I mean, if I'm Jason Light, I'm spending all my time trying to figure out where the next quarterback's coming from because it could happen sooner than later. I wrote the column for The Athletic. Like, what happens if Brady and Rivers can't play? Where are you going? We go to the Colts. They do. They're going to keep Brissett. They've got options, right? They're going to draft one. Their motors are running towards having one. So if Rivers can't do what we think he can do, they're okay. They lost $25 million. If Brady can't do what he can do, maybe they lose 30, but they got to have a backup plan. Yeah, and the Bucs, I mean, they're in position to, to draft a quarterback at 14, but who knows? Arians is turning 68 in October. He doesn't have time right now. They want to win right now. I no, just, he's playing 17 and 18. He, you know, where he is at his age, I mean, it's just like he's coming in. He sees the clubhouse. I, I last point to reiterate on Brady, which I think is hilarious. He said Antonio Brown, who Tom loves, as you said, he could come in to kind of be the guy. That's like bringing Richie Aprile to be like the calming influence on a team. He's going to put a coffee pot on poor Beansy trying to live the short life. But AB is going to be the guy to get these guys to settle down. That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it's perfect. I mean, you know, I mean, can't you see Richie Aprile? Can't you see Antonio Brown? They're all hanging out at Davies Sporting Goods and they're ordering <laughs> the United tickets. Who wouldn't want to buy a cooler on the corner for $10 with a red cooler? You give this to somebody and sell it. Everybody wants one of these, you know? And you know, it's funny. I was in my garage the other day and I saw I have one of those coolers. And I'm thinking like, what the hell do I need this cooler for? Like, seriously, it must have been, you know, Richie Aprile must have sold it. So, and really, you know, what's going to happen is, is when Feech came back, right? Oh, Tom's going to be like Feech. Yes. He's going down that locker room like Feech. He's, he's not, he ain't honoring old no rules. Those don't <laughs> apply no more. Feech is going to want his landscaping business back. Tom's going to want his shit. Robert Loja is Feech Lamana. Underrated character. I wish he'd been on the show longer. Once he got shipped back to prison, I said, no, nah, we could have used a full season of Feech. He was pretty good. All right. Uh, Colts. They get Phillip Rivers. As you said, one-year deal, $25 million. He's got some familiarity here, right? Head coach Frank Reich, he was a former Charger assistant, and offensive coordinator Nick Sirianni, who was also a Charger assistant. So one-year deal, Mike, this is a win because you say, all right, what has Rivers got left in the tank? He's 38 years old. Let's give it a shot. If not, we could still stick with Jacoby Brissett. He signed for 2020, a salary of $6 million. He's due a $7 million roster bonus on Sunday. So they got a few days to figure this out, but... Hey, for Rivers, I still got something left in the tank. Give me one year we can win this thing. I like Reich. I like Sirianni. I got familiarity. This, to me, feels like a no-brainer and relatively low risk for the Colts. Yeah, and it was, the Colts are only going to do a deal that favored them. And they did the deal that they wanted to do. And that well, they were not going to do a deal that wasn't in, in the best interest of the Colts. And it gives them some outs. I mean, the Colts have been pretty frugal in free agency for a team that has, I think they had $80 million of cap room. I think that they're measuring twice, cut once. They're not acting like a fool. You know, remember, free agency is like going to a top, top end grocery store and shopping down the middle aisles. Like, it's like buying cereal and toilet paper. That's what free agency is at the top end. Like, instead of going to Costco, you're going down there. I mean, you can't do that. You got to be able to stay on the perimeter of the, of the thing. And I think that's what the Colts are doing. They're staying on the outside of the store, they're, they're being very useful. They spent a lot of money on Buckner. They spent a lot of money on Rivers, but they got a backup plan with Rivers. Look, I don't fault the team for trying to fix their quarterback position in terms of that as long as they got a backup plan. Now, you say, well, you, you were just busting on Marcus Mariota. Well, I was busting on them because I don't know how that fits what they really want. Like, I want a tough guy, so I sign Mariota. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and ultimately, we'll talk more about Mariota in just a second. We just want to focus first on Brady and Rivers. But after this break, we'll talk about Mariota, some of those other quarterback signings, and some of the biggest trades that kicked off free agency. Stephon Diggs, what a heist that was in terms of draft picks. That's coming up. 
All right, anytime you're on the golf course, you always hear the phrase, hit it long and hit it straight. Well, as somebody who's a novice to the game of golf, a new person, I wanted to make sure I had the best equipment possible. So, as a novice golfer, I went and hit up our friends over at PXG because they have an all-new driver called the Black Ops. I mean, my man Chris over in Henderson has hooked me up with a phenomenal driver that's built to my game. My new game that doesn't really do much of anything on the course, but it has what I need in terms of the club head speed and the kind of grip that I need to go out there and be the best to my ability. I mean, this is music to ears to any golfer, whether you're a novice like myself or if you've been playing the game for decades. The PXG Black Ops driver is a breakthrough in driver technology. It's a complete and total victory in golf club engineering unlike anything you've ever seen before. Black Op drivers are adjustable to deliver a combined MOI of 10,000 plus for unreal forgiveness. That's just ridiculously high. So what you got to do Go check out the PXG Black Ops Driver. You'll be as impressed with it as I am. Learn more and get free shipping on all equipment at pxg.com slash gmshuffle and use code gmshuffle at checkout. That's pxg.com slash gmshuffle, code gmshuffle for free shipping on all equipment, pxg.com slash gmshuffle, code gmshuffle. All right, the quarterback tracker, Teddy Bridgewater. Three-year deal with the Panthers, $63 million. Of that amount, $33 million is fully guaranteed. Cam Newton, it's been fun. If they can't trade him, and they'll have a hard time doing that given his next team's inability to give him a meaningful physical, he's likely going to get released. I like Bridgewater. I think he's a good player. I'm not convinced he's an upgrade over Cam Newton. But as you mentioned to me previously, Mike, the GM Shuffle, probably what I'm not taking into account for Teddy Bridgewater is his leadership and, as you said, the intangibles. I guess if you factor that in, maybe, and then you look at the negativity of Cam Newton, poor body language, sulking, maybe he's not going to buy into Matt Rule, then on that level I can buy someone telling me, hey, you know what, Bridgewater is actually an upgrade over Newton because he'll buy in more so than Newton would right? Yeah, no doubt. I think where Matt Rule is, is Matt Rule's in a situation where he's really about the culture. The culture is never about, you know, words. It's about the people. And that's what produces positive results. The culture is not tacked on as an afterthought. Coach Walsh always used to say this, champions behave like champions before they're champions. They have a winning standard performance. And what he's getting with Bridgewater is that winning standard performance. And you got to take your hat off to Teddy Bridgewater. Here's a kid that career thought was everybody thought it was over. Everybody loved him in Minnesota as a human being. Everybody loved him in New Orleans as a human being. Same at the Jets. He fought back. I mean, it really is a remarkable, it's a tremendous story that he's done it. But what's gone on in Carolina in the past has got to be the past. They're starting something new now, and it starts with the people they bring in. When you start a franchise or you start and you take over, every player that you sign is representative of you in that locker room. So if you start off talking about culture and you sign a guy who's not a very good culture guy, you're basically saying culture's really not important. That's just lip service. What Rule's trying to do very clearly with this signing and by letting Cam go is basically saying, look, fellas, there's a new sheriff in town, and I'm the sheriff. I'm not abiding by the old rules, right? You know, remember when Mikey Palmese walked in there and said, "Is you paying for this game? Are you who are you paying for this game?" Like that's Matt Rule right now. He's Uncle Junior. He don't care about the old rules. He's going to operate under his rules, and that's the way you got to approach it. You got to approach it. 
you know, and he's sending Mikey Palmese out there to crack heads. <laughs> Mikey Palmese, we have agreed. It really should have been on the show much longer than he one should have. I wish Mikey Palmese would have lasted another year. I really do. Mikey Palmese was a great character. The best part of Mikey Palmese is when he was called Uncle Junior, Mr. Magoo. I never wanted to kill that kid. And he's screaming for his life as they're putting bullets in him. And poor Paulie's worried about getting poison ivy. I, I, you know. <laughs> The best. How about his wife after said he told me he loved me and he told her to take a Midol. I mean, that, that's the kind of guy. Take a Midol. Yeah. I tell that I, every, every time we, every time the boys are around me, we always like, take a Midol, will you? You know, like it, it suddenly gets a little mushad, you know, take a Midol, will you? <laughs> he was a great character. Oh, you know, I, Uncle Junior's sitting there telling him when Mikey's like, let's go crackheads. Hey, hey, Conda, we're not shooting a Western here. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. A thought on Cam Newton. This guy was a 2015 NFL MVP, Mike. He's probably going to be released. What a fall from grace for this guy. Yeah. I mean, look, it's all injury related, right? I mean, look, Cam's been the best player on the team. He's been spoiled his whole career, you know, whether it's been at Florida where he got kicked off the team, went to junior college, went to Auburn, won a national championship. Cam's about Cam's culture. It's not about your culture. So you're going to have to get rid of Cam to be able to fix it. But we don't know if he's healthy or not. Do I think he could go to Washington? Absolutely. You know, I mean, look, Rivera loves him. He knows that culture there. That seems to be more pliable for him. I could see that happening. Somebody mentioned today, you think he'd go to the Bears? Look, I think if he went to the Bears, he would just rip out Trubisky's heart and take his job. There's no doubt about that. And if he was healthy and went to the Bears, there's no chance. Like, there is no way if they sign Cam Newton, that locker room would tolerate Mitchell Trubisky playing over Cam Newton. There's no freaking way that would happen. No chance. Now, Nick Foles, you could pacify it a little bit, but Nick Foles isn't going to come in there and rip your lungs out. This guy, Newton's going to come in. He's used to playing. If he's healthy, he's going to play. So I can't imagine they can't get something for him. I can't imagine they can't get something for him. Bears would be unbelievable. You're right. That's a big upgrade and just a different style. Like, I mean, all of a sudden you're getting a leader in there. Whether or not you like Cam Newton, just the force of his personality, he would certainly change things there in Chicago. Titans bring back Ryan Tannehill. Four years, $118 million. We all knew he was going to get paid. Timing is everything in life, right? This guy had a, a wayward career. The Dolphins has an excellent year for the Titans. He gets taken care of. No brainer for the Titans. No, and I think they got off cheap. I really do. I think if he would have gone to free agency, I think if he would have had to take the franchise tag, it would have been more. I think Ryan Tannehill did a Patriot thing. I think he took less so that they could sign Henry because he knows he needs Henry. I admire it. I really do. I think that he left money on the table. I don't care what anybody tells me. He took a reduced deal. He could have really pressed harder, but I think it was more important, especially in the state of Tennessee, no state income tax. He did a good deal, lighter than the average per year. I mean, he played better than Jared Goff. He would, you could easily say he deserves Jared Goff's type of deal, but I think he took less so that they could tag Henry, and he got a deal done. He got a deal done. My hat's off to Tannehill. Uh, we already mentioned the fact the Saints bringing Drew Brees back a couple more years. The Cowboys used the franchise tag on Dak Prescott. The Raiders, Mariota, and David Carr. Um, <laughs> who do you think has the upper hand in this? Because this is, this is like in hockey when they rotate goalies or like in baseball. You, hey, I'm not sure the closer is. It's bullpen by committee. Or even in basketball, like the final shot, there's kind of two guards. You got Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook. I'm not sure who's taking the last shot. That's what I feel like with the Raiders, Mike. Carr, Mariota, who's the starter? Well, it depends. John Gruden will just uh, pick a number out of a hat on this one. Who's going to take the last shot? That's the great. You just asked a great question. Who's, who's the guy who says, give me the freaking ball? Even Tebow said, the only one running this is me. You know, like, <laughs> give him the ball. Who's going to be the guy? Who's the lead dog in this one? I, I can't wait to see it. You know, look, I know this. Mariota, everybody recognized his talent. 
And there is always a chance that this guy's turn around, whether it's Winston or Mariota. Both those guys have to turn their careers around. Where Winston ends up, I don't know. You know, where Mariota is in Oakland with Gruden. But to me, Mariota and Rich Gannon are the complete opposite human beings. It's fascinating to see that he would take somebody with such a meek personality and put him in his room. He's going to take talent over personality when, you know, three months from now, he's going to be screaming about personality. The meek shall inherit the earth, but not the Las Vegas Raiders. That's uh, my feel when it comes to that. Last one, your quarterbacks, then we'll talk trades. Kirk Cousins, two-year contract extension, 66 mil over those two years. So overall, his deal, 96 million over three years. Coming off a year with 3,600 yards, 26 touchdowns, six interceptions. So you're getting, uh, you know, obviously over $3 million a year. That's the going rate for a guy like Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I mean, look, they're, they're trapped. I mean, where are they going to go, right? I mean, they got nowhere else to go but do this, right? They have to. They're locked in. And it's not that he didn't perform. I mean, they're not spending bad money for good money. It's the cost of doing business, right? And we're going to get right into this. They made the huge trade. They got themselves some cap room by trading away Stefan Diggs. They got a bunch of assets for him. They made a great deal with that in a receiver draft. That's, you know, this is supposed to be a great receiver draft, which anytime people tell you it's a great receiver draft, that means it's not a good draft. And so, you know, it's seriously, those things go hand in hand. Like, there's no freaking way. You, like, if this is such a great receiver draft, why are teams trading for receivers? I mean, ask yourself that question. Like, well, you know, the point here is, is, look, Minnesota needed some flexibility and they got it with the trade. And that's why, after the break, free agency, we talked a lot about it, but how about the trades? DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, when we come back, don't go anywhere. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. I mean, the second round of the playoffs have been absolutely phenomenal, and if you really like a team, you can bet on them for the futures markets, maybe some conference finals MVPs as the conference finals approach, or how about NBA finals MVP? And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SHUFFLE. That's code SHUFFLE for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance, see dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth-round pick go the Cardinals for David Johnson and a second-round pick this year and a fourth-round pick next year. Those, of course, long-established listeners of the GM Shuffle know before the season began, Mike had said Hopkins was going to be available. And listen, This is an interesting situation because David Johnson, for him, it's been an issue of health. And as far as Hopkins, I mean, I was just watching Michael Irvin on sports that are talking about the relationship with Hopkins and Bill O'Brien. Mike, that turned sour in a hurry with those two guys. Yeah, I think that this was, and this is what I was told this summer, was that they wanted to build a team around Watson and Watson's leadership. And as long as Hopkins was there, they couldn't do it. 
And look, I don't think Billy O'Brien woke up and said, I'm going to make a really shitty deal for Hopkins. I think he woke up and said, I'm going to take the best deal I can get. And this was the best deal. I think what people's perception of Hopkins is, I think Hopkins is fabulous. He's got great high-hand coordination. He's got great hands. He's elite in those areas. He's just never open. I mean, he's always covered, but he always comes down with the ball. Great on first down. He wanted over $20 million a year. So he had to do something. You're not going to pay this guy. Now, here's what's funny. We always put the stat up, the Texans offense with Will Fuller and without Will Fuller, and the numbers dramatically down. Now, within those graphics, within those graphics, Hopkins is still on the field, okay? Hopkins needs Will Fuller. He needs other people to take some of the pressure off because, again, not that he's bad. He's a really good player. He's an outstanding player. He just doesn't separate, and you've got to throw the ball to him knowing he's covered, and he'll come down with it. I'm not dismissing his talent, but the reality of it is, is to pay that $20 million and plus, now you're asking for a lot. And you need Fuller to go along with it. You know, I'm not shilling for Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien felt like they needed to make a change for the locker room. They need to get Watson in charge. He's going to run the team. They're going to pay Watson. They're going to pay Tunsil, and life's going to go on. And I think Hopkins is a really good player. I like Hopkins. I want Hopkins on the team. I just have a hard time wanting to pay Hopkins $20 plus million. And for Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona, again, you're building talent. You're building playmakers. Hey, Kyler Murray, enjoy DeAndre Hopkins. This will help you spread your wings and help this offense go to the next level. Uh, when we first got put together, and by the way, we're nearing the one-year anniversary of me and Mike doing the GM Shuffle, which was last April. The reason I knew we'd get along so well is you once referred to the Brock Osweiler deal as a Lufthansa heist. Speaking of heists, I don't know if we're going to quite have Henry Hill dancing in the shower, screaming with joy, but Buffalo sending four picks to Minnesota, a first, fifth, and sixth in 2020, and a fourth in 2021, while also getting a 2027th rounder back from the Vikings for Stephon Diggs. And Diggs is a playmaker. There's no question becomes the Bills' number one receiver. But as you've said time and time again, Josh Allen has trouble throwing the ball down the field. And unless that improves, this is a serious heist for Minnesota. Yeah, it really is. I mean, look, here's the reality of the deal. Josh Allen's six for 50 on throws over 30 yards with three touchdowns, three interceptions. He's 21 for 76 on throws between 20 and 30 yards. He just does I mean, there's a lot of long foul balls. And so for this trade to really work out for the Bills, even though they've overpaid, which if Diggs puts the ball in the end zone, they didn't overpay. But for Diggs to put the ball in the end zone, somebody's got to throw the ball to him accurately. That's going to be the key to the deal is can he make accurate throws when it counts? And he hasn't been able to do that so far. And Minnesota's got to turn these picks into gold. they got to be gold for them. And if they're smart, they take that first-round pick and they trade back and they get about three or four twos so that they get really economic value for good players in the draft, assuming they can repair their offensive line, give them some defensive linemen. They need to fix both of those two lines. That's the key to their season. So, look, I, I think Buffalo – look, Buffalo just pulled all the chips right into the table. They went all in because they have no doubt, you know, signing Vernon Butler's – who what they're doing, they're all in. They think it's their moment to win the East, and i got to believe – this is the right time. If you're going to go all in and you're Buffalo, now's the time to do it. Exactly. Been waiting all these years. The Patriot way now looks vulnerable, of course, with Brady gone. The Bills had already taken a step. And Josh Allen, as we've said, listen, top 10 quarterback talent and certainly his athleticism, his ability to run the football, but now can he make that deep throw? That's going to be the key. Of course, Minnesota's still got good receivers. Adam Thielen's a stud. Uh, maybe they'll become more run-focused and rely on Dalvin Cook some more. One more thought. And by the way, we're going to be back on Friday to talk about lots more free agency. So more GM Shuffle coming this week. Three episodes this week. One more for you, Mike. Hayden Hurst, Falcons acquiring 
acquiring the tight end and a 2024th round pick from the Ravens in exchange for 2022nd and fifth round selections. So uh, basically, the Falcons let Austin Hooper walk and get his replacement, kind of. Hooper's younger than Hurst is, but much more successful. Yeah, and, and basically they traded Sanu for Hurst, right? They get they got a two from New England. They gave a two up for Hurst, so they traded that. They did that. The one thing I want to put in your head and think about this before we talk on Friday is, is who is going to be, and this should be part of all the free agent conversations, is, is basically we are the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes have begun. If he comes out in 2021, which he should, there's no guarantee, though, he'll be the first pick. What team is really preparing for that pick? What team is doing it? I think Jacksonville's the leader in the clubhouse. I know they signed Joe Sherbert, gave him a ton of money, but the reality of it is if they trade Nick Foles or whatever they do, that's the key question to answer. Who's positioning themselves to be the 2021 champion to get Trevor Lawrence? Well said. On that note, make sure you're part of the GM Shuffle on Friday. We will talk about some other notable signings. Austin Hooper with the Browns. Jimmy Graham with the Bears. Are you kidding me? Jimmy Graham, how much does he have left in the tank? Jimmy the Kid. I got to get a nickname for Jimmy. Give me a day. I, I need a nickname for Jimmy the Kid because there should be a documentary on how he stole money for the last three years. <laughs> Speaking of heists, Jimmy Graham pulling off a heist for the ages. Uh, we'll talk more about that on Friday. Subscribe to the GM Shuffle. Spread the word.